Hey there, I'm Joanne Tambrakis, and this is Marketing, Mindfulness, and Martinis. Unfiltered conversations, or as I like to say, opinions shaken, not stirred, on what's changing and what's not in business and in life as we enter into the next normal. So pour yourself your beverage of choice, and let's get to it. Hi, everyone. I am back. I know it's been a while, but here I am, much to catch up on. So I'm going to start with November 5th, when after downloading my Twitter archive, I signed off of Twitter for the last time. Now, in case you missed it, I wrote an open letter to Twitter that I will link to in the show notes that explains that decision. Coincidentally, my last new podcast episode aired on November 3rd, which was a delightful conversation that I had with my NYU colleague, Michael Diamond. It was on research he recently completed with Milos, and I'm I'm not even going to try and pronounce Milos's last name, but it'll be in the show notes, and Jennifer Scott on corporate social values and the impact it's had on brand relationships with consumers. I'll link to the, uh, the actual study in the show notes as well. Now, not that the two two things have anything to do with each other, because they really don't. The only connection is that I've been noticeably quiet on both fronts. And again, since it's been a while since I've dropped a fresh episode, and there's a lot to catch up on before we close out 2022, I am back. So first, let's talk about my Twitter decision, which was a big one. Leaving anything is never easy even when you know it's the absolute right thing to do. Just like any relationship that's gone sour, you hang on. You hope things will change. You look for that feeling that it gave you when things were really good. And when I think back, I was feeling like that before Elon Musk deal went through. Twitter, not unlike other social networks, had become a bit of an addiction for me. Algorithms on all social networks are designed to do just that. Some have called it the nicotine of the 21st century, and and I think they're onto something. More engagement means more clicks, means more money, and that's the business model. So keep us addicted. But while Instagram's addictive algorithm generally makes me smile, and I will admit TikTok's completely entertains me, Twitter was creating anxiety. I just didn't realize it until I deactivated my account. Now, there was a part of me that had thought about staying just so I could have a front row seat to watching the fire that Musk has lit to his $44 billion purchase price for a company with an annual revenue of $5 billion. Apparently, that is what so-called geniuses do. Although in my book, a real genius with $44 billion to burn would take that money and do something good in the world with it instead of firing thousands of employees, upending their lives, not to mention dismantling every content monitoring system against misinformation and disinformation the platform had. You know, one of those people who was let go was a former student of mine. She was in the first round. Uh, She loved her job. She always loved to talk about how, how much she loved it. But I think she was lucky to have been let go early. I've worked in chaotic situations in my career, and it's not fun. You know, what kept me in those kinds of toxic situations was money something I admit drove me in those years. Now, I've changed, but more importantly, so is the world. Now, Musk represents a type of management based on fear and chaos that does not work anymore, especially with millennials and Gen Z. 
And while we talk about Twitter constantly, the fact remains that its influence is disproportionate to the number of active users. I realized I did not want to be a participant in a platform that among other things now has twisted what quote free speech really is and is instead becoming a danger to democracy. My decision, my choice. But here's the best part. I don't miss it. In fact, I'm happier not being on it. My timing to deactivate right before the election immediately took my ele election anxiety down. I can still stay informed. There's plenty of options out there. There's podcasts, there's social networks, there's newspapers, television, and there's more popping up every day. Now, Mastodon is one platform that many other Twitter defectors have migrated to. For now, I'm not there. It, it just sounds far too complicated for me. But what I have signed on to is Post.News, which was founded by Noam Barden, who was the former CEO of Waze, you know, that lovely, delightful little app that kind of took over Google Maps. I think Google Maps actually bought it, but um, got us from one place to another. Now, Post's uh, mission is to, quote, inspire, I'm sorry, it, the, the, their mission is to inspire, quote, meaningful discussion with friends, strangers, experts, and leaders. Now, whether or not that happens remains to be seen. I found out about it initially in an interview that Barden did on Pivot. Apparently, Kara Swisher is an advisor and Scott Galloway is an investor. But that was enough for me to get on the waiting list. Those two seem to know what they're doing, and I'm willing to take a uh, toe into the water and see what it's all about. But it didn't take long for me to get off the waiting list for those who are interested. Several days later, I was in. Now, the platform is still in beta, so there are definitely glitches if you decide to go there. But I, I see more and more people joining every day. Mark Cuban being one of them, and in his words, a much smarter investor than me, he said, quote, I have a feeling things are going to get more interesting here end of quote. So we shall see. I'll include the link to post.news in the show notes. And if you choose to join, please follow me and I will follow you back. Now, on to other things like why there has not been a new podcast episode since early November. Mostly because I am one of those New Yorkers that the Times wrote an article about this weekend. New Yorkers sick and tired of being sick. Now, nothing crazy here, nothing life-threatening, but after not being sick for three years during the pandemic and managing to have avoided COVID for that entire time, first I got what I think was RSV. It was accompanied by a cough that I had to constantly explain when in public that I had been testing myself constantly, had a PCR test for COVID, the flu, and a chest X-ray, and all was good. And then just as I came out of that, Two days after Thanksgiving, I tested positive for COVID. Now, I admit that I thought the raging headache I had that Friday morning was from drinking too much wine. But since I'd spent time with my 89-year-old uncle, I thought I should test just to be on the safe side. And there it was, in a matter of seconds, that positive line made its appearance, which I, I almost would have laughed about it when I think about all the times that I would stand and set that timer and walk around the kitchen counter waiting to see if this thing was going to test positive. But when it does, it pops up really quickly in case you were wondering. Now, the COVID was mild, but I did the right thing. I isolated for five days. And just as I was starting to feel like me, I developed a sinus infection and I lost my voice. 
seriously, you can't make this stuff up. But clearly, well, this was all minor stuff in the big arena of illness. Between the cough and the laryngitis, which actually I still think I sound a little bit, a little bit not myself. Obviously, podcasting was put on hold. Now, other stuff got in the way, too. Within the space of a few days, I learned of two deaths that took me back. You know, I'm now at that age where it's not my parents' generation passing, but it's my own. They have said of death that one's griefs for those we lose is mixed with the grief that we have for just how quickly time passes and of our own mortality. In her later years, my mother often would say to me to live my life because it all goes too fast. I still hear her voice reminding me that more often than not these days. She was a wise woman. Now, in between all of the rest of this, I had classes to teach, a semester to finish, and a book that I keep talking about that I am writing. And I am still writing it, and no, I have not finished it yet, but I'm a whole lot closer. Well, I may have had laryngitis. I, my fingers were just fine, and I could definitely type. The new working title is Creating Your Pitch, a guide to using story to write and deliver a presentation that engages and sells. So stay tuned for more on that in 2023. Now, creating content is not as easy as it might appear through the eyes of someone who does not create content. Steve Pressfield wrote a great little book. I call it a classic. And the title of it is The War of Art break through the blocks, and win your inner creative battles. And he's so right. It is a war, often with yourself. At least that's how I feel. But what I have noticed time and again is that when I am creating content, you know, I'm happy. I feel more connected with me, which does not explain why I go through periods where I dance around my desk instead of turning on the do not disturb button on my phone and doing the work. But I do, and I know I'm not alone. Every creator experiences the same thing. And sometimes you do just want to give up, which would be easy to do with this podcast after almost two full months of being in absentee. But it's not going to happen, especially after Spotify sent me my Spotify wrapped for 2022. According to their stats, which does not include iTunes, Marketing Mindfulness and Martini saw a 65% increase in followers in 2022. It's in the top 30% of most followed podcasts, which I don't think is really all that bad for a one-woman show. It was heard in 18 countries. The top five were the U.S., Chile, Greece, India, and Canada. And 713 minutes of new content were created, more than 87% of other creators in the business category. And that was all with taking a a break. So yes, I may have been away from the podcast, but not for good. Now, lastly, the holidays can be challenging. I know they are for me. So take as many breaks as you need. It's okay to press pause. Be kind to yourself and to others. And rest up for the brand new year ahead. I will be back then with fresh episodes and lots of great new content. And hopefully a book that's closer to publication. Until then, I wish you all a happy holiday season and a fabulous new year. 
Thanks so much for listening to Marketing Mindfulness and Martinis. If you liked what you heard, please share with your friends. Give us a rating on iTunes or Spotify so other people can find us and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you've got a question you'd like answered or a topic you'd like me to cover, please drop me a note. Info at joannetombrakis.com. And until next time, remember, whatever got you to where you are isn't enough to keep you there. <laughs>